Good morning. <laughs> good morning, good morning. It's an honor to be able to sit with you and continue this part two of two. <laughs> this was originally requested or asked for by an advanced client. And I hope that, my hope is, my intention is, that it can help many people. If you go back to part one and you listen to number one, at the end of it, I talk about the nervous system and the fact that it will always, or for a very long time, be susceptible to returning to old patterns instantly without some type of daily discipline. The daily discipline really calls us forward to be connected to higher power or source or what I like to refer to these days as the unseen. <laughs> I love that. The spirit world. So I'm going to start out this particular session with number six. Understanding your personal why around said devotion, daily devotion, and spiritual practice. You know, that's individual for each of us, our personal why we want to do that. When we make a commitment to be consistent with our spiritual practice, we will find that we are able to stay more grounded, more consistent in and throughout the day. You want to deeply understand your why, though, why you want that. And really honor it, like write it down, put it somewhere where you see it and see it often or multiple places is kind of my habit. Why the practice or the discipline or the devotion or the discipline I like to call it sometimes, um, is so important. Like, we are grounded and feel serene and feel peaceful. And that creates a natural openness and willingness and curiosity and even connectedness with creator energy. Or again, I'll say the unseen. So to go from have to do a daily discipline to want to is pretty important. And that's kind of wrapped around the why. You want to understand, you want to respect, you want to honor and love yourself enough to acknowledge the impact this daily practice has on your life, your responses to life, your flow in life, right? You want to really understand the impact of that and in the lives of those who are in your personal space, those with whom you live with, right? The ripple out effect of you being grounded and open and willing and connected has a huge ripple impact on the little humans in your household. Okay, so really step into and know why you want to, right? Not that you have to. But you want to. You want to know why you want to. I know my why, and that's important. Number seven, a great teaching one of my coaches shared with me a long, long time ago 
but it was very powerful. You know how affirmations can kind of make you feel like it's a big lie? <laughs> I I don't know stupid shit like I want I want to make a million dollars. I always thought that's such bullshit. It never ever felt like anything that I could, you know, get behind. Anyway, she told me this and it really 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 helped. I love the feeling of <laughs> I love the feeling of full financial well-being, right? I love the feeling of full health and wellness in my well-being, right? I love the feeling of mm, massive love and friendship and connectedness in my family and in my community. See, I love the feeling of, I can really feel the feels of that. How about you? I love the feeling of. So write that down and fill in the blank. I love the feeling of being devoted to daily practice, spiritual practice. Mm, Yeah, that feels yummy. I love the feeling of doing this first thing in the morning so that I set the tone for my day and I align the energies and I sit with the unseen and I feel the beauty in that. I love the feeling of that, right? So that's kind of where that goes. And you can play with that however you choose, right? However you choose. So I love the feeling of, and then fill in the blank. And change your dialogue always from I have to, to I get to, right? I love to. I love the feeling of. Or as I did, and as it really helped. I love the feeling of fill in the blank. Number eight, the difference between a healthy relationship and a dysfunctional relationship, right? The difference between a healthy relationship with self or with another is how upset is dealt with. Whether it's with self or with another, be devoted to de-escalating upset. We must master, <laughs> yes, please, I want to master de-escalating any upset that comes to me. I want to master having the ability to take a break, go pee and pray or whatever's necessary, right? I want to master being able to express to a significant other, to a family member, sister or brother or something, mm, I need a little bit of fresh air. I'm going to take a quick walk. I want to be able to master expressing, I'm not prepared to talk about this right now in this moment, but I promise you I'm going to get with higher power, um, with the unseen, I'm going to process this and I'm going to get back to you. And by the way, if you tell someone you're going to get back to them, do it. Do not sweep shit under the rug. It doesn't work. Go process it, make your bullet points and get back with them. Um, being able to express, I want to pray about this. I'm going to write to God about this. I'm going to seek answers. I'm open. I'm willing. I'm curious to what it is that you're expressing with me. But in this moment, I need to take a break and, and process some of this, right? Being able to express, mm, and it be 
devoted to de-escalation of a heated moment is huge. Become masterful at that. You'll see how good that feels. We don't have to insta-react ever again. That is a choice. You do not have to insta-react ever again. And just because you've tooted along for 10 months and all of a sudden you have this big conundrum that comes into your life while you're riding in a car, doesn't mean that D-I-V-O-R-C-E is back in the saddle again. Stop that. Those are old patterns and old ways of being that do not serve you, do not serve your partner, do not serve your family as a unit. You're smarter than that today. You're more masterful than that today. The same with the other person. Calling someone a cunt and a stupid-ass bitch and all that kind of shit is unacceptable today. Today, you know better. Remember, this is for advanced clients. Today, you've been taught that there's a better way and you didn't choose it. The better way was to become devoted daily to the God of our understanding and to have a practice in place that keeps us connected with the unseen and keeps us grounded and whole and wholehearted and under the umbrella of well-being keeps us flowing. You chose not to do that. And gradually, little by little, your best thinking got all up in the middle of this again. And you got off in the ditch, in the mud, in the muck. And you ended up insta-reacting just like you did before you knew better. The only problem with that is you know better. And when you know better, you do better. So we don't name call and act like a frickin' frackin' five-year-old anymore, right? Or an untrained 15-year-old who doesn't know how to manage their emotions. You may not know how to manage your emotions in the heat of the moment, but you know how to stay grounded daily. I know that you know that. I've taught you that. And you chose not to do it. Believe me. I've chose not to connect to higher power at different times in my life. It takes me about three days to be off in the ditch, acting like an a-hole quickly. I'm good at it. I had 40 years of practice at it. It's all I ever knew before I started the work. We can return to those old patterns oh, so quickly. You got to take a stance for yourself. You got to really step into making promises to yourself. And, and what? Key bomb. Make promises to yourself and keep them. Like I decided I was over and above stooping to an immature emotional level of name calling and fit throwing. I decided that. Not anybody else. I wasn't trying to please society or I wasn't trying to please culture. I was trying to step into more of who I am and I made a promise to myself. And I kept it. You're in that position right now. When we know better, we can do better. 
it's a choice. And you did not choose daily uh, connection with source to stay grounded and to stay in the realm of well-being. So every little human has upset or conflict. That doesn't go away ever. That's part of being a little human. We all have upset and we all have conflict with self and with others. What we're wanting to learn to master is the repair. And repair takes practice. It takes mm, a little forgiveness, a little grace, and a whole lot of self-compassion. I'm not asking you to beat yourself up for your mistakes. I'm asking you to step in creation, in creative mode, and design something that you can honor and respect. It's called a promise and to keep it. Let us respond from this core essence of ours, not our patterns, not our wounds, not our hurts, not our emotions, right? We can no longer be tossed around like leaves in a tornado emotionally. Let us respond from our core essence, our original core essence, and have a long-term vision instead of reacting from pain and from past wounds. This is a decision you make, a choice, and you do everything in your power to bring it forward every single day. Nothing, and I mean nothing, is more important than this. Nothing. Number nine, let's talk about communication. I think everyone would admit they'd love to communicate better, right? Me too. But what does that really mean to us? Is it about body language? Is it about our tone of voice? Is it about honesty or, you know, speaking honestly? Okay. I'll have to admit, all of the above comes into play, yet the bigger, 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 bigger thing is this, owning your part in any dynamic, your part with self and your part with another. Lay those pointing, pointing ass fingers down and look at your part. What this means to you is you're able to clearly and without a bunch of reactivity take personal responsibility for how you feel and how you behave or behaved, right? Personal responsibility. That's as simple as like I felt hurt and I ran away. I blamed you and defended myself. I judged you and lashed out, right? Those are all personal responsibility. And Yelpers, you got to try and rise to that 70,000 foot view and witness the other person calm down as you take personal responsibility. They'll calm down. They'll be able to hear you and most of all be able to trust you more. The second communication skill that is so 
so very important is active listening. And don't tell yourself that you're a great listener and don't tell me you're a great listener. Check with your kids. Check with your parents. Check with your check with your significant other. When they say you're a great listener, oh, you're a great listener. And, but until all those people agree, you have more work to do underneath the umbrella of listening, active listening. Yeah, I don't care if you have to get duct tape. Learn how to sit and listen. Become a master at listening. And even make a promise to yourself that you're not going to respond. That really helped me. Like, I am not going to respond when I sit with someone. I'm going to actively listen. I'm going to let them know that I'm going to, I listened, I took notes, and I'm going to process this and get back to you. I stopped that mm, insta response, insta reaction of having things on the tip of my tongue that I wanted to say to defend myself, right? That's just a habit we picked up and we learned from the people that went before us. So if you really want to become a master at listening, go ahead and get the duct tape, sit at the table and take notes, let them know up front that you're not going to respond in this moment, that you are choosing to process it and choosing to get back with them. Practice that for, you know, six months, six years, whatever it takes to become open, willing, curious, and actively able to listen. No more excuses about, I try. I try to listen. Just get things in place that allow you to do nothing but listen. And if that includes duct tape, by all means, get the duct tape. Let your partner know, I am not interrupting you today. I got me the duct tape. I'll get back with you once I process the information you're giving me. I will be. I'm devoted to actively listening to you in this moment. Right? Number 10. Why we want to stop being nice so we can get more and more consistent at being kind. You want to ask yourself this question all the time throughout the day. What do I want and why do I want it? What you're looking for with these questions is a feeling. What feeling are you seeking in that? What do I want and why do I want it? For example, I love serenity. I want serenity. Why do I want it? Because it freaking freaking feels good. So if I run into a conundrum, let's say it's the mechanic or whatever, you know, he says something derogatory to me and I feel that insta, that essence of insta-pissed, I stop myself. I take a sacred pause, maybe a tiny step back, something he wouldn't notice, and I make a decision in that moment that this is not important enough for me to lose my serenity. And by the time I make it back to my car, I'm in full serenity and pretty much giggling. And then I go to my second value, which is wisdom. And I turn on a podcast or an audiobook or something to step into what I call wisdom works 
and that's the, that's continuing ed, right? I step into wisdom. And then the third one is that third value is that I'm able to step into humor, laughter, little giggles. I was able to have a little giggle and so excited that I was also able to step away from a conundrum and choose serenity and then choose wisdom. And now I'm sitting here giggling about it. Those are my top three values. So you can do that on the daily with any conundrum that you're faced with. Okay. Where was I? What do I want? Why do I want it? And that's all about the feeling that you achieve when you get that. Being easy and agreeable and in a constant state of peace can often lead to people-pleasing. So you can't people-please and get this feeling. Because if you're people-pleasing, if you're not actually doing and being agreeable, you're just doing it under the umbrella of manipulation so you get to have peace in the moment... That equals people-pleasing. The problem that arises from people-pleasing is or are feelings of the energy, energy being sucked right out of you, your whole being. It is very draining when you're just doing it to keep the peace. So you don't want to respond or react in the moment to keep the peace you want to do something like, let me think about that and I'll get back to you. And you go out and you process it and you come back to them and you say, the reason I'm challenged with this is because it feels like if I say yes, that I'm people pleasing and ultimately that causes anger and resentment. But if I say no, I get to witness you, you know, get pissed and piss around and throw a fit and all that kind of stuff. So my choices are, you know, yes, I'll do it. And that ends up hurting me and ultimately hurting you because I do become resentful. And if I say no, then I get to witness this insta-pissed attitude of yours. So can we come to terms on me being able to say no without a piss fit? Could you look at that for me, with me? And me and or me being able to say yes only after I've decided that that is something that works for me. I'm not just saying yes to be, mm, uh, to keep the peace in the moment, right? You get that? You hear that? So I wrote down here, plus you'll constantly feel like your relationships aren't fulfilling. When you're just going along to keep the peace and doing and doing and doing and doing, it feels like the relationship isn't fulfilling. It feels very one-sided as well. You feel the feels of obligation. And it really should be all based on lovegation. You do it because you want to, because you love to, and so on. Not obligation. So give those things some real thought in your daily, right? The biggest takeaway is you're able to be nice. Number one to yourself. People-pleasing also feeds a part of us that wants to feel needed or validated or important and that people depend on us. Yeah, step away from that. It is time to stop being nice. 
so we can be kind. And that's done with little boundaries, little promises to yourself, right? It's done. We stop being nice so we can be kind to self. We stop being nice so we can be kind to others. And kind doesn't mean always saying yes. Kind also means saying no. No, baby. Can't do that. Okay? (laughs) 11. I titled this one, That's All Jacked Up. (laughs) I want you to start looking for the ways that you see that's jacked up. (laughs) And it's applicable for you, with you, not in a beat yourself up kind of way. Don't do that. I'm not talking about beating yourself up. In a way that you can almost giggle about it and see that you're out of balance. And that's jacked up. When I think of a story related to out of balance, I think of my giving and receiving completely out of balance for the majority of my life. I was a big ass giver. Give, 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 give until... I know, I shouldn't, but I did. I got resentful. And I was a horrific, horrible receiver. So my coach stopped me. Flat out, called for a stop. No more giving. No more giving until you become masterful at receiving. So I put on the brakes and I focused on receiving. And I've had a lot of things come about because of that regarding receiving. It was freaking fracking fun. Then and only then did I step back into giving. And now I really feel like I have a balance on the two. I am a masterful giver and a masterful receiver. Pick out what it is that you see in you that's off balance and all jacked up and choose to maybe stop it for 30 days or so until you get balance back and then bring it back in and then maintain balance. I think that's what's important. It could be that you'd take off easily from work to go to an event that you love. (laughs) Yeah, when your partner needs you to pick up baby girl from school, oh no. Oh, no, I can't do that. You see what I'm talking about here. I want you to be honest with yourself and real with yourself and look at what's jacked up in that. You know, your people can see that. That's all jacked up and they can see it. Now it's time for you to see it. Maybe it was a blind spot. It's not anymore because I'm shining a big ass light on it. There's things in your life that are blind spots, and they're also all jacked up. So get back to being fair, being honest, and becoming trustworthy. Here's the bottom line. We have to work to do to resolve our past so that we can co-create a future, create a future by design. By focusing on what we want and why we want it. And the feeling, the feeling in and around that. Not so someone will accept us or love us. (laughs) We have to work 
to do the work because that's why we came here. We're here to do the work. We're here to become better and better and better little humans for ourselves under the umbrella of massive self-love and respect. And we're here to do the work so that we can become masterful at self-love and then our cup overfloweth so we become masterful at loving others. Okay. There is no outer peace. There is no outer peace in your world. You'll never be peaceful with a partner until you're peaceful inside. There is no outer peace without first inner peace. You're not only going to find peace with your significant other or your career or your family, etc. When you find inner peace, it ain't happening until you find inner peace. Until you've established inner peace, there is no outer peace. It's impossible to be peaceful in a conversation with a significant other when you don't have inner peace. Healing is a return to your original core essence, that which you were born with. Long before any of the conundrums, the wounds, the traumas, the hurts, or the heartaches. Your original core essence, I actually visualize as that two-year-old, the two-year-old you running around butt naked and happy as a lark. That's original core essence. And then along came all these conundrums that messed with your mojo, that got you off in the ditch, that gave you these insta reactions that do not work. We want to return to our original core essence and find the inner peace so that we can have outer peace. Let's get back to her. Let's get back to him. Yes? Or yes? (laughs) I love you big. I'll see you next time.